Alright guys, we are back. Uh, we are the Watts and welcome back into Gaming with the Watts podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mario, and I am joined by my lovely daughter as always. How are you doing, Dominique? Yeah, I'm doing good. Alright, alright. So this is a quick recap of day two of E3 recap, reaction, thoughts, feelings on what we saw from um, the presentations from the different um, people. And um, before we get into that, I just want to tell you guys to follow us on Twitter, Gaming with the Watts. Follow us on Instagram, Gaming with the Watts. On YouTube, Gaming with the Watts. And you can catch the podcast everywhere that you get your podcast from. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Anchor and all those places like that. So if you just happen to be strolling around in those digital streets, please, by all means, follow us, comment, and um, share it with somebody. We would definitely appreciate it. It is a gaming family, uh, family gaming uh, podcast and gaming channel. And stay tuned uh, soon as we get um, a copy of uh, Ratchet and Clink, a riff apart for the PlayStation 5. Yes, we finally got a PlayStation 5. We will be posting um, a walkthrough, a let's play of that. So without further ado, let's get into day two. We just, uh, it just wrapped up and we watched um, it was it was it was quite long, but entertaining at the same time. Um, so, what are your thoughts on day two, Dominique? Um, day two uh, was pretty solid. Definitely a lot more go through than uh, day one, but no, I, I would give it a, a nine out of ten for uh, day two. Okay. Okay. Um, if I had to give it, um, since you're going with the uh, one out of ten thing, I'd give it about an eight point five. Um, you know, for the pars I did see, I must admit, I'm, I must have dozed off once or twice, but you know, <laughs> it goes yeah, with you, the it goes with the territory. <laughs> you skipped out on the future gaming show, which I watched myself. Well, yes, because at that particular point, it was starting to be a skosh a tad long for me, you know. Um, but nevertheless, I was able to hang around for the parts that ultimately uh, matter. But I did get a chance to see at the end, um, uh, you know, uh, Joel and uh, Abby, um, uh, Troy Baker and uh, Lori, Lori. That's I think that's the name who voiced over um, Abby. So I um, got a chance to see those at the end, but we're going to take it back, fast forward it. I mean, rewind it back to the beginning. So your thoughts on the Microsoft presentation? Uh, the Microsoft professor presentation was uh, pretty good. I think there's uh, a lot of games in there that was interesting, uh, especially the, the Fort Horizon uh, 5. Well, it yeah. looked really fun. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's one of my 
uh, games that I said, you know what, it really looks good. And once you saw um, the developers talking about how they actually went out and took actual photos of Mexico in the sky to give you real sort of like time lapses and showed that uh, they had a real life mural of, of, of a, a Mexican Hispanic uh, artist. Uh, that was in the city. I, I thought that was a nice touch. But as I explained to you, when you played the game, to see it up on that tall building, you would have to pause it or that would be where you crashed at. Because as you're playing the game, you don't have time to look up like that because the game, I'm pretty sure, is going to be driving at a breakneck pace. Um, that was oh. that was a, that was a good takeaway, too. Uh, well, I'm sure the uh, any me- Mexican people playing Fort Horizon will enjoy it, though. If yeah. they get to drive around in their own home cities. Yeah, yeah, and I would imagine that that would be uh, extra motivation to make uh, those people buy to see uh, their city and and see a, a, a true replica, a representation of where they're from. I would imagine that would be cool for anybody. Like if they did that in our hometown, you hometown, you would be interested in and in seeing how did how would they make it come to life. So, yeah, um, for me, um, I would have to go to Halo, Halo Infinite, which is what everybody was. Uh, looking to uh, hope that they they would bring out a lot of people were hoping that they would have led off the show with that but they had to you know let it build up to to, to give you that um, and they focused on the multiplayer aspect of um, Halo but I would imagine as the summer progresses and it get closer to release we'll get more trailers and more uh, information on the actual game of it, but I'm, 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 uh, the multiplayer part of it seems like it was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then they're X, and then they're really trying to show off and push Xbox Game Pass, but a lot of the games either going up there on the pass or once they launch be day one playables on the, on the pass. Yeah, which is, um, you know, as a gamer, I, I, as special as an old school gamer, I got mixed feelings about that because uh, from my understanding, and I'm not quite sure how this works, you don't necessarily have to have an Xbox, but if you buy the Gamer Pass and you have a PC, that library is, op- that library is open up to you from my understanding. Yes. Which, which means that um, they just you know care about the monthly subscription and not necessary if you play the hardware whereas playstation is more focused on you playing the hardware and then consuming everything pretty much through their console so you could see right there uh, a difference in philosophies between the two companies as how they're doing things you know what i mean so um but you know that's that's a pretty good if you're an xbox person and, and you didn't get a chance to play some of those older titles and you wanted to go back into the archives and play that i, I would imagine that's a, a a good thing as i told you provided you got a a decent pc that can handle that workload yeah i i was looking on twitter and a lot of people were saying because you can play most of the xbox game pass on twitter people were recommending that you build a seat you build a pc you get a ps5 and then nintendo switch for the best uh, gaming experience if, if you want to cover all grounds there 
Okay. All right. Well, um, if you are a gamer, um, as you was telling your mom earlier, it doesn't hurt to have uh, multiple platforms to try to play uh, your games on because it just depends on uh, the game. Some games you 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 get a better experience from it on, on the PC, and then some games you get a better experience on 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 a console or a handheld. It just depends on um, the game and um, how uh, portable or or where you at as to how you want to experience the game. Yeah, it also depends on the developer how you play a game because sometimes you know games sometimes games just don't work with uh controls or need mouses or or vice versa like a game really only makes into a controller not a mouse and keyboard yeah and the few uh computer games that i played i am a controller joystick joypad person just sitting well, away here pecking at a and the space bar and up and down buttons and using the mouse will drive me insane well, most I think nowadays most PC games allow for you to use controllers on them. So yeah, that so you know if you want it to PC game but still prefer controller, that that's a, a option available to you most of the time. Yeah, and sometimes you know as a, a person who uh, don't play PC games, then when you go to play a PC game. PC games, you have to go into the settings and try to uh, fix the settings to the best way you like to play because, I mean, it'd be so many settings that sometimes it's it's daunting to try to get it to where you want it, whereas the console, it comes kind of kind of semi-ready out, out of the box. You can tweak a few things here and there, except with the new, um, the new gen, like the PlayStation 5, you got a chance to put it on performance mode fidelity mode you know just depends on how you like to play are you a person who cares about how it looks the whole experience you want your game to look pretty the whole time you're playing it or you are you the type of person that wants your game to function and control well the whole time you're playing it and you know with the fps and all that so it just depends on what type of person you are and how you like to play your games so So uh, what else stood out? Um, I thought also that um, that Stalker 2 game, even though I never heard of the first Stalker game, but the way they presented that Stalker 2, it looked very interesting um, as well. Mm -hmm. I think the the, one of the last games to show at the end, uh, Redfall looked interesting. Like they were hunting down vampires and stuff. Yeah. I was going to mention that too. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, and also, I was going to mention um, the the marriage between Bethesda and Microsoft. You know, Xbox. Um, it, it's going to be an interesting, um, you know, union to see how they how they spit out games and and how they do it. Because it seems like ever since kind of like Bethesda has been in bed with Microsoft, it seems like they're doing their best to pump out games. And we all know that Microsoft has had a problem over the last year or so pumping out good quality games, you know? So, um, and they did say that uh, some of the Bethesda games were gonna be available upon uh, the Game Pass, which we said in um, 
day one that that was kind of a leak which we said that it shouldn't be a surprise or shouldn't be considered a leak because if they are are owned by them and, and it's a partnership isn't that the next logical conclusion to assume that those games were going to be up on game pass sooner rather than later yeah I, 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 yeah, I think it, it was pretty obvious for a start that, you know, their old games were going to be, you know, on uh, the Game Pass, especially Skyrim. Skyrim releases everywhere, like it's even on the, on the smart refrigerator. So at the very least, you knew Skyrim was going to be there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then we got some, um, some, um, news about Elder Elder Scrolls Online which um, is going to be able to give you access to that with a new expansion pack and if you buy a thing like the Ultimate Edition they said it will come with all the previous packs along with that new one that they released so a lot of people are excited about uh, that as well from the uh, Microsoft um, 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 presentation what else um from the Microsoft presentation was uh, a hit, even though they, they said they brought out, they introduced like 30 games, but some of those games were third party games, but you know, letting you know that they're gonna be on Microsoft. So, uh, you know, uh, like Battlefield, um, to me, it looked like when they said it's gonna be all out war, it did look like that, you know, just chaotic, just bombs going off everywhere, bullets flying everywhere. So. I know I'll have a chance to play that on the PlayStation 5, so that looks uh, like it uh, could be fun too, as well. Um, let's see, I think the um, the uh, part of the Caribbean expansion for CLPs looks really cool. Yep, yep, um, yeah, um, Powers of the Caribbean, Sea of Thieves. Um, yeah, it seems like it's gonna be a a, 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 a cool game. Uh, well, it's already been out, but like you said, it's an expansion, and it seems like it had its fair share of comedy in there with, with you know with Captain Jack Sparrow. So that seems like it'll be something really cool to play. Yeah. Um, and, and you and you do get it for free, like it's a free update. Yeah, yeah. So um, that seems real cool, and like you said, most of these games when they do come out, I think. Uh, a lot of them will be available day one on 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 Microsoft Game Pass, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Microsoft looks and appears like they're trying to step their game up. Um, so, the new IP um, that they introduced at the end, uh, Redfall, they didn't really, you know, go you know real in-depth detail with it but it's exciting because anytime you get a new ip it's always interesting to see uh where it goes because you know sometimes we'll be like okay this is a game that when you look back at it five or six years from now ten years from now you can say okay this is where games changed and and this is where uh something good happened and it's always good to get a new ip to let uh the fans know that you're you're thinking outside the box and trying to do something different instead of repackaging you know games like uh assassin's creed and and stuff like that is it's, it's cool to get new ips mm -hmm. so 
is there anything else oh lord we forgetting the most we forgetting the one that everybody was highly anticipated even though nobody knew anything about it all they saw was pretty much a still picture of like people in space but they did finally give you the cinematic trailer to starfield is that that's the name of starfield right yes yeah so it got people excited but it, it was no gameplay and we don't really know much that much more than what we knew uh going in but they gave you a cinematic trailer with a voiceover and you know just so I, I guess people are highly anticipating looking forward to it even though at its core we still don't know much about it mm-hmm. so um what else because starfield was and halo was supposed to be the two big ones and i guess um and now that we know uh redfall so what else stood out to you there um the whole uh yakuza mainline thing being put on uh the past that's uh to me yeah yeah and um i just recently uh played like the last um like yakuza game i, I forgot which one it was but uh, it was the one with the guy um, as a lawyer, and I, I and I played like Yakuza Five, and I'm telling you, those games are underrated. I don't know why they didn't get as much pub here as they did, like in Japan. Um, but those are really solid games, you know. So hopefully, now that they're on the game pass, it'll give a group of people who never picked it up or always wanted to pick it up but didn't get a chance a chance to to get into them and, and realize that you know what these are actually really cool games. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, overall, like I said, if I had to, I would give it an eight out of five just for the simple fact that. Um, it was it was pretty good you know and um the starfield halo redfall and then i forgot the other one was it um i'm sorry knock nakamura nakamura or was that not microsoft i'm sorry no, i don't think that was in microsoft okay okay so but um all the other stuff we we knew was coming the far cries um like i said the battlefields all the third party stuff so um that was pretty much it um for microsoft and um people um are are looking for it looking forward to it honestly i give it uh the microsoft conference a 10 out of 10 just for the the outer you know world trailer for it just being making fun of all the cinematic trailers <laughs> all right well yeah that 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 was legitimately funny you know uh when they was <laughs> yeah that was funny because he was like yeah the monster it might might be here or we might take it away forever yeah we could do this and we could do that yeah but we don't have none of that because we just started so yeah <laughs> it was it was a nice spoof and a nice little play on how trailers and all that stuff try to uh get you interested in the game and it, yeah that was funny so yeah microsoft um it was a it was a pretty good pretty good one um so she gives it uh a nine out of ten i give it an eight and a eight and a half out of ten so either way it go it means that it was a success 
So next up, next up on the list, we had um, the Square Enix showcase. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so Square Enix was rather short. Um, they focused on um, they focused on Galaxy of the Guardians pretty much, and um, gave you a real in-depth look at um, some behind-the-scenes stuff and gameplay. And um, they pretty much said that it wasn't going to follow the comic books. It wasn't going to follow the movie. They kind of pulled a little bit from all over the place and combined with some new ideas from Marvel themselves to come up with this particular story. Yeah. So... Um, it looked it looked pretty good. I mean, um, we we got to get our hands on it and, and and play it and see how it feels and for us to control. But it looks like um, you know, like they're gonna be on, on a a good adventure, you know, uh, across the galaxy, you know. So that 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 was pretty good. And um, what else did they uh, put out? Cause it was it was it was pretty quick. Uh, I think they they are uh, like doing remasters of the Final Fantasy one to six, and that's coming to mobile and Steam. Oh yeah, and then they had put out something new, Final Fantasy. I think it was uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins. Yes, yes. So. Um, yep, they, they, they got that. So um, they uh, are working on the, the uh, Gardens of, Guardians of the Galaxy and they're working on the Final Fantasy uh, stuff. So that's, you know, Square Enix. So what would you give uh, Square Enix? Even though theirs was kind of not, you know, it was a, a, an abbreviated um, presentation. But what would you give it? Uh, I think I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. It had some salt stuff. It was brief, like the, the Wakanda expansion to the Avenger game. You know, mobile, new mobile games being announced. You know, it was long, well, but it, it was decently solid. Okay, yes, I forgot all about the Black Panda. Uh, Black Panther, <laughs> Black Panther extension to the Avengers. They also had that, but I, I, I would give it like you. Uh, I would give it like a seven out of ten as well because I forgot about the Black Panther um, extension. So I haven't had a chance to pick that Avengers up. It's been like sitting in my PlayStation thing for a minute. So I guess now um, I'll have some motivation to to uh, pick that up. So, um, all right. So there you go. That was uh, Square Enix uh, day two, and you're listening to the Gaming with the Wise podcast, and we're giving you a day two recap of E3. We've talked Wait, about. You don't want to do the PC gaming show, or are you not interested? No, no, no. We're gonna do that. Um, but we gotta cover the um, the Warner Brothers first. Oh yeah. Wait. All they just did was block the blood, though. Yeah, they did uh, do uh, Back for Blood, but I think um, it's an interesting concept to do uh, that because you get to play 
as um, the people that's doing the uh, shooting. I forgot what the class of people they call that. Um, and then you get to play as the uh, monsters as well. And then it's a time-based thing, how long you could survive. Um, and then was it three on three or four on four? What what was the PVP the thing? Because they've really focused on PVP. I think it was four versus four because that is usually the standard for team games. Okay, well, yeah, they focused on that. And um, so... Um, they they do have a uh, for y'all people that was worried that they do have a campaign mode because at first I was like that wait it's not going to be a campaign mode but they kept saying PVP mode which means there are multiple modes and then they did come back and say yes um, it's um, a single player mode but these are from the same people that made um, Left for Dead so if you're familiar with the left for dead um game uh, and the developers is brought to you by those same people but it's um you know produced up under uh warner brothers and they was just so grateful to saying telling warner brothers uh thank you for the opportunity to allow them to uh make the game so if you and uh, a group of your friends need something to do um, and y'all just want to, you know, kill monsters and, and take monsters and kill people. I think uh, co-op wise, this would be a good game to uh, sink your teeth into with uh, you and your friends. If, if they get bored, they can always go back to uh, Rainbow Six Siege Extraction. Yes, yes, they can always, <laughs> they can always go back to that. Um, so, but I noticed the trend in gaming is that everybody's trying to nobody kind of really cares if you're sitting next to your friends anymore they figure that your friend will be in their house you'll be in your house and y'all play uh with with each other like that because one of the questions they answered would it be split screen when it came to the um um this game and the answer was no it not no that it won't ever happen but no it won't be available at launch so I think it's, uh, you know, because of, of the pandemic and stuff, you know, uh, things are, you know, trying to fix it with the vaccines, but, you know, for a time being, I think developers are focusing on multiplayer over the internet. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for a while now, that's been the focus and, and the shift in the way friends co-op with each other you know what i mean it's you be at home you you stay over there at your house don't worry about coming over here if let's just hope you got a strong uh decent worthwhile internet connection and, and we could play while i'm at home you at home so you could be in your underwears i could be in my underwears let's play um so yeah that's uh, pretty much what they uh focused on ain't no pretty much what they focused on that is what they focused on so um, just out of, uh, I'll give it a seven out of 10 just for the simple fact that it seems uh, they're trying something different and I will be interested to see how it plays out. What about you? Uh, I give it a, um, like you, a seven out of 10. Like they, they could at least um, think Warner Bros. could have, you know, um, brought a little more to the table they could at least announce like a new arcing game or something but you know what back for blood is fine okay all right 
And one game we uh, I think we forgot to mention uh, earlier is um, the release of the uh, Life is Strange True Colors. Yes. Yeah, so looking forward to that because you said you never played that. I, I would be interested in no. uh, getting that and letting you uh, play that because it seemed like something you would you would be interested in since um, you want to grow up to be a behavioral therapist. So that games deal with a lot of uh, things up that alley as far as how people thinking and the empathy and emotions and anger and things like that so um i would be interested uh to know would you like to play this game yeah yeah sure are are, are you getting the deluxe edition which also comes with the original life is strange remastered um if you would like to jump in and start from uh the beginning just so you can get a feel to see how the life is strange plays or get used to the life is strange universe then work your way up to true colors or if you feel that's not necessary, you can jump right into True Colors. It, it would be it, it would be up to you. All right then. Okay, so I, I just didn't want to uh, go on and then we uh, forget about that, you know. Um, so that brings us to PC gaming, right? Yes, the PC gaming show. Okay, before we go any further with the with the PC gaming, I just want to say. Uh, they had one game that I don't know how it plays. Never heard of it. Might be a new IP, but I really dig the name. And I'm pretty sure you can guess what game that is. Uh, no, what is it? Uh, duh, Death Trash. Oh, yeah, Death Trash. We talked about it. <laughs> that is, I mean, I don't know who came up with that name, but that's a that's a heck of a name, you know. Like, okay, what made y'all decide to call the game Death Trash? I don't even know what Death Trash is about, but as far as I'm concerned, name of the year for me, Death Trash. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you got Death Trash. Um, I, I I know you're not much of a PC gamer, but the always anything catch your eye? Um, Death Trash caught my eye. And that was another one that I really thought was cool. I think it was called War Tales. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, and I, I, I think that's pretty cool because you and a group of friends can get together and become a band of mercenaries and run around doing things with each other. As I say, most of the gaming is going toward, you know, co-oping uh, with your friends. And I, I thought that was a pretty good one. But going back to the beginning, I just like how they try to impart some originality the way it started off with him beaming down to the planet at least they put a little thought into trying to make it a a decent presentation for you yeah yeah so um a lot of the games we already had seen um before we we've seen trailers but did anything uh stick out to you since you're a pc person anything stand out to you uh yeah, I think it was called Humankind. Oh yes, Humankind. Yes, that was a interesting looking one too. Um and right off bat, like I said, a lot of it was just things that's going to be, you know, uh multi-platform stuff. We saw 
uh, trailers for uh, quite a few things that we already had saw trailers for, but they were just letting us know it was going to be on PC, even though in the like when we watching summer games some you know uh when 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 it ends it put at the bottom all the different platforms it was going to be in one so we already knew once we saw the little steam um looking thing we knew it was going to be on pc yeah yeah so um yeah it was it was um uh quite a few things uh, that was there um, that I can't recall right offhand, but I remember one that I was like, okay, that looked uh, really good. Um, um, it's, it's escaping me right now. But um, what else do you, did 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 you see that caught your eye? Since you're a PC person, that might this um, might be be some of the parts that um, I was halfway paying attention. <laughs> Um, there was, uh, this, uh, one game, I think it was called Dodgeball Acad uh, Academia or Academia, but that, yeah. that seemed like really fun. <laughs> yes. And, um, when I saw that, I was like, um, I, I would like to see somebody play that to see how, how does that apply? How do you, how do you, you know, wrap a whole game around Dodgeball? I mean, so. Well, yeah. I mean, if uh, Pong is this, then it's it's impossible. It's possible. Well, I'm not. Obviously, it's possible, but I would just like to see how how did they apply it, and, and what's the whole premise of the game. Um. Yeah. Um. That was that one. Um. And, and it was. And I know that Nakamura game was there too. Um, it was going to be on PC. It looked like it was a, uh, interesting game as well. So, uh, all in all the PC one, I think was, you know, this next longest to the Microsoft or it might've been as long as the Microsoft one, but they, they put out quite a few games and it, it was interesting. Like I said, the whole, uh, I think his name was day nine. Um, and and the spaceship and all that it, it was a it was an interesting concept they at least they put some thought in trying to entertain you so I, I'll give them kudos for that matter of fact I'll give them a seven point five because at least I, I like the fact that you tried to entertain me. Mhm. Mm uh, if you like that, then y'all you're gonna uh, be um, really uh, you're gonna really like Devolver Digital because they usually have the best you know those type of shows where. You know it's really meta and they entertain you and they have to get some between things like uh, but i don't know if they're doing a show this year or they're even here okay all right well like i said at the end uh we're gonna get ready to wrap this up we just uh you're hanging out with gaming with the watts uh it's mario and dominique and we just recapping uh, day two of E3, giving you our opinions and, um, you know, reactions to some of the games. And um, at the end, they had a uh, future of gaming and they did have uh, Troy Baker and, and, and Lori. I can't for some reason her last name escapes me. And um, and um, I kind of dipped out on that part because at that point it had uh, we I had been sitting there a long time. Um, well, it's okay. They had some unique stuff, but I think it was mostly recapped of what we saw at the PC game show because I stayed back and watched. 
Okay. All right. So with that being said, let's put a nice, neat little bow on this and tell me your overall impressions of day two. Uh, I think day two was uh, pretty solid. A lot of good things. There's uh, probably a little bit something for everybody. And uh, overall, it was solid. Give it a 9.5 out of 10. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I would say, too. I would definitely give it a nine out of 10 for the simple reason. As I said yesterday, we didn't have anything last year, so it would almost be hard to uh, totally bomb this year because we're all craving for uh, information and new games and new IPs and new ideas and just something fresh, even if it's the same game, but a new spin on it. Uh, we're all craving uh, for something new. So, yeah, I, I, day two was was pretty cool. Uh, looking forward to day three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, join us back tomorrow on uh, June Monday, June fourteenth, uh, Monday for uh, the for uh, the shows Ryzen and Television. The Take Two Interactive Panel, myth, Mythical Game, The Indie Showcase, Freedom Games, uh, Origin Stories, Capcom, and Razor. All right. Well, there you go. A complete rundown of uh, what the show is supposed to be, what day three is supposed to be about. And you can get all of that and recap right here on the Gaming with the Watch podcast with Mario and Dominique. And we will catch you guys on the next um, podcast. And remember, a family that plays on the sticks together, sticks together. All right. And we are done. <laughs>